Hey, how you doing? Hey, doing pretty good. <clears throat> good. Some tech difficulties there, but it's all cleared up. That's yeah, cool. Uh, I'm just going to bring us right in right now. Is that cool? Yeah, you bet. Hey, how's it going, ladies and gentlemen? And welcome to another episode of Esoteric Gladiator Podcast. I am your host, Jeremy Lipsy. And today, I am joined by, state your name, <clears throat> Ari Asulin of Paradigm Threat. Nice. Um... And uh, we just randomly cross paths online, kind of like how a lot of me and my uh, guests and a lot of the podcasts I've been on have just crossed paths online and said something interesting. And um, here we are. Absolutely. So where are you at, if you don't mind? Uh, Savannah, Georgia. We moved here this, this year from arizona okay so you want to hear something funny yeah sure i'm driving from tennessee to arizona very cool i never been to georgia i wanted to go so bad but i really i was like you know i was getting wintry and i just was like man if, if i can get to my family before shit gets crazy on the roads it'll be good because i didn't know what to expect but it seems like I'm in Arkansas right now, and it's freaking warm out here. Hmm. Yeah, I haven't been there much. So how did you, uh, did you grow up in Arizona? Yeah, since I was two. I've seen it change a lot. It's kind of in a bad state right now. What uh, part of Arizona were you in? Um, <clears throat> mostly in Phoenix and Mesa and some Scottsdale. Okay. Yeah, I'm on my way to Goodyear to see my mom and stepdad and then my dad lives in uh chino valley and i got cousins in phoenix and friends in sedona nice Sedona is the bomb i love going to sedona yeah it's a cool area for sure so how old are you uh 40 i just turned 40 oh nice yeah i'll be 47 in january very cool yeah it's like what we look younger than we really are and we sound younger too i was like uh how old is this guy like <laughs> everybody yeah. always tells me i sound like I'll, I'll play video games online every once in a while they're like you shut up you stupid kid and i'm like dude i am like probably old enough to be your dad <laughs> yeah um, and that's what you mean so uh what uh old were you do you feel like when you first woke up to or you started waking up to hey you know something's not right or was it something you always kind of internally felt well um not really like um i've been pretty um sheltered as a kid like um born and raised jewish um jewish community pretty much you know doesn't uh <clears throat> teach you about the outside world only you know the uh the reality of judaism that you're supposed to grow yeah. up in everything is about God and everything's about the community. So uh, I have a well, lot of, I have a lot of ahead. Jews in my family and I've dated a lot of Jews. So I know. Yeah, definitely. Absolutely. So it was kind of, kind of shocked to me when uh, I saw just a couple things in my life, just regular things, you know, that might have surprised a lot of things like the matrix, you know, that movie, that was pretty surprising. And I was like, wow, you know, I'm starting to think outside the box. And then nine uh, 11 happened and we were all kind of confused about that. And then we saw that documentary documentary, uh, loose change about 9-11 yes. and like i was like oh wow thinking outside the box you know it's kind of a scary thought but after a while um <clears throat> after a bunch of years passed i kind of had this weird feeling like um these things happen but no one cares like what, what's the dealio what's uh 
why is it that like there's this whole ex explanation for say 9-11 out there but no one cares i mean how that happened and so I, I eventually researched like the the movements behind these uh documentaries for example loose change and lo and behold they're blamed for for actually waylaying the the uh, conspiracy movement considerably by misdirecting it by blaming the military which was a bad idea and uh and after a while i started to realize that you know stuff like the matrix movie um, they all fall into this category called controlled opposition. They're basically yes. designed specifically to to bring you along a path that that ends where they want you to end, where you don't really make any real uh, meaningful discovery that threatens the establishment as it is. In fact, uh, many of the themes of of controlling people, controlling opposition, and so forth, exist in that trilogy, in the original Matrix trilogy. And I've referred to those movies a lot when I'm trying to describe stuff like predictive programming or reset agenda or, you know, anything that could be at extremely high level of control that we may not be aware of, or well, that might, well, most people would insist does not exist. Well, even that, like when, uh, you know, Neo, I think he first gets into like, um, I don't remember the name of the ship, but that one guy with the bald head, when, when he like sells him out and he's like, he like, Cypher, he wants yeah. He wants to, you know, that 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 guy was supposed supposed to be a good guy, and he was just this this fucking uh, this uh, shadow worker, this this this, uh, you know what I mean? Yeah, but more to the point, he made the case that he would rather be in that virtual reality than this virtual reality. There's no yes. convincing him that reality is any more or less virtual, essentially. A absolutely. So yeah, I've encountered a lot of that since, you know, like trying to look for explanations. Around 2012 is when I first saw a bunch of these crazy conspiracies on the internet, um, on Facebook, just all at once, just boom, they kind of just sp uh, spilled out. And, um, it, <clears throat> and there's a lot of different explanations. You know, the most uh, prominent one that I was seeing at the time was that there's this Nibiru asteroid that's going to crash into earth. And very yeah, soon, Sitchin. right. Yeah, exactly. And, um, all that pole shift stuff. And, uh, essentially it was meant to be an explanation for why we're seeing the world's behave the way it does now. We all expected some kind of progress, 21st century, end of warfare, you know, maybe religion should evaporate by now. But instead, we saw quite the opposite. And so why, you know, oh, well, maybe an asteroid explains it. And so I kind of hung to that one for a while, but no asteroid showed up. And eventually, after being laughed at by a lot of, you know, friends and relatives for even venturing, I decided from now on, I really got to be kind of scientific. I rule out a couple of things, you know, there, there's a couple of explanations out there that um, that seem plausible. Uh, seem like Occam's razor kind of things, but but they're not not if you dig into them. That would be say time travel. Explain explain Occam's razor really quick for the listeners. Totally, yeah. Occam's razor is a concept that the simplest explanation is most likely the correct one. Um, this could be applied to anything you know from religion, like does God exist, to uh, you know politics, like what the hell happened in the 2020 election, that kind of thing. Now, I always say the truth lies somewhere in the middle. Usually. Right, right, and, usually. Uh, Right, and, and my wife says the same thing. A lot of people do believe that, but but I, I I'm sort of that's uh, not always the case though. But yes. that's usually the case. Right, that's where I was for a long time. Kind of like, I'm, I'm sure that's the case. And then I finally realized how the control opposition methods really work. They, they basically are so devious that say if you actually landed your reality of truth somewhere in the middle, then the controlled opposition would be quite happy because what they're trying to do is keep you from say the end. This yes. happens in politics a lot. A lot of people yes. seem to think that they know what a Democrat and a Republican stand for, but they're very confused when it comes to certain Republicans 
absolutely accusing other ones of being rhinos and so forth and that lines get very blurred there so yeah yeah well they're, 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 they're you know it goes back to the blue and red lodge of freemasonry they're they're part of the same cult essentially and um it goes and, and it also goes back to um what, what i believe you know is is like germanic the royal family which coat of arms is written in german but even as far as the both sides of wars these guys are opposition and controlled opposition at the same time absolutely yes they are and and so like when you look at like what what's happened particularly in the last seven years but like after you know trump was elected i mean that psyop was ran on the hippies in the 60s and if you look at the boomers now they're fucking bought and sold to the system. You can't wake these these guys up. And they thought they did all the work they needed to do during the hippie movement. And it's like, no, all you did was help further the agenda of the CIA along. And now all you guys are getting vaccines and your fucking boosters. And uh, you're surprised when you wind up with a fucking heart attack or a stroke when your children told you not to do that shit. I agree. I've seen a lot of confession videos from LGBTQ community. People that have been there for, say, 40 years and... They're very upset that the whole thing kind of shifted over towards children in the last yes. 12 years. And there's like, if I had known, if I had known. So, you know, it's, it's about the controlled opposition. It's about how they usurp a movement. For example, Islam, yeah. Islam is so easily radicalized, you know, it's a beautiful religion otherwise, but it has that problem. It's so easily militarized, not to say Christianity isn't. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All of them, they all have their weird dark side, right? Like, right. like uh, you have like, what is it? The those the, the 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 really racist Christians that are spewing hate and and homophobia. Then you have, you know, Islam. then you have like the Jewish Sabbatianism, which is like similar to Satanism and you know dark Kabbalism and and uh, you know it, it just like goes kind of across the board with with religions, you right? Know what right. I mean? So, yeah, um, my, my research takes me to sort of the roots of all of this. Like, why did it happen? Like, why did it really happen? And uh, what I found is a lot of really interesting surprises along the way. For example, um, <clears throat> if you've heard of um, Anatoly Fomenko. Yes. He, yes. So he's a, he's a guy that basically in the 90s in Russia. What was the name Russia... of the something from Russia with love or what was that? What was <laughs> oh, no, the, is that Robert William? Sounds like James Bond movie or a song. Uh, what was it? Anatoly, the history of the world, right? Uh, new chronology is what his main work is but it's like a 20 book set right yes it is it's very long did you get through it. that uh yeah mostly i've been reading it over and over trying to make a you know a timeline out of it oh god i was just listening to videos of it yeah those guys uh, yeah just the, even the translations from russians are very eye-opening it's hardcore, bro. You really have to have a lot of patience yes 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 absolutely and it's tied into our current war with russia as it turns out, we've been at war with Russia for hundreds of years, we being the West, and the reason being truth. You know, if we win, then truth, the Western truth wins forever. And if we can't defeat Russia, then their version of history will always threaten ours because it's completely different. And frankly, it looks like we stole a lot of our history from them. You know, like the Roman Empire, for example. That seems to be a yeah. complete redaction from the Russian Empire, the one that we never that the one that historians pretend never existed. Or, or like Tartaria, if that exactly. even if that's, that's not even a total psyop. Oh, I'm pretty sure it's a real place. Um, well, I mean, we... I, I think it's real, but was it 
to the extent that we know something was right. Yes. But was it to the extent that I don't know, I did a podcast where I did a deep dive mm-hmm. on and there's only me and a couple other dudes that really got deep into this. Yes. There's a guy named uh, Todd Emmanuel for the Goodness Over Darkness podcast, and it's the millennial reign of Jesus Christ. Now, keep in mind, I'm not a Christian. Right. Right. But. I do believe that a Christ head figure appeared throughout all religions in all walks of life at one point. And if you take what like Greek and Hebrew translations referring to Christ as the architecton, which means the master builder. Yeah. And a potential that the apocalypse already happened and Christ reigned for a thousand years. And then, Lucifer was chained up during that, or Satan was chained up for that time. And then then at, at after the thousand years, Christ left and uh, Satan is to reign for a short season and deceive the entirety of the world. I'm like, okay, well, if that's true, then that's where I kind of feel like we're at right now. <laughs> totally. But I don't know if that's true. See, I keep an open mind to shit. You know what I mean? Yes. And at the same time, that could be a controlled opposition project. That absolutely. makes us feel sort of helpless to the whims of the deep state who absolutely believe that they represent God. Just the real question of which God is it that they represent? You know, is it the creator of the universe or something like that in nature? Or is it more of a sub-logos of something? Moloch or something. Yeah. yeah. Or is it something more local, something of their creation that they just can't get over themselves and they're sort of forcing the rest of us to worship as well? So so one thing I'll say is I, I really rule out any sense of, say, magic or, or mysticism because that's that's the trap. That's exactly where they want us to to fall. They want us to say that there's invisible gods watching us and influencing us our, our affairs. Yeah, I won't rule out that there's a constant etherical presence around us. You know, spirits and so forth. That's true. But but the way that they say it, like uh, like God is watching all of us. That's that feels like a trap to me. So so when everyone's worshiping a god that's been commanding them over hundreds of years, I need to know exactly which events. Was he commanding it? Who who did these people think they were speaking to? And so that the uh, <clears throat> so what I found is that basically the deep state. Are you familiar with that term, the deep state? Absolutely. Yeah. What they've been trying to do for a long time now is hide their own existence. They're trying to make it seem like they're not there. They invent concepts that really aren't 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 real, like artificial intelligence. Sorry, does not happen. But they want us to believe it does because eventually they want to disappear into it and say, oh, that's just the machine, that's just the government, that's just corporations. So part of the way that they've hid themselves is that no doubt for the last 200 years, something has been influencing human affairs for the worse. You know, people like in World War II really lost faith in the good concept of a good God for a long time there because they thought maybe God might be this evil presence in the end, et cetera, et cetera. And so to, to explain that, um, basically, I was looking for signs that the deep state might be pretending to be God throughout history, um, and, and found plenty of them. That one, the earliest example is the pyramids. The pyramids themselves, nobody knows what they are or why they why they were built. They're definitely not tombs because no, can't... definitely not tombs. Yeah, I, I think they 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 might be um, massive uh, generators. Yeah, energetic, right? Absolutely energetic. Yeah. At a time when there was a lot of energy in our solar system. <clears throat> So much energy that was that you can actually coalesce it into big rocks. You don't even need metal or gold. You just need. Well, you rock. have you heard the the the, the like science that you know, okay? And here's something crazy because I've been traveling. I've been in 26 or 27 states in the last 16 months. Hmm. There is 
brick structures and some shit is just it looks like some shit out of a Harry Potter movie <laughs> all over this country. Yeah. And I found out that bricks can hold 10,000 times the charge of electricity in them. Yes, they generate energy just by being in the sun. Absolutely. A brick house. You can, you can wire two sides of a brick house and get energy. All over the country, these crazy buildings. Yeah, yeah. It comes from a time of free energy. That was the 18th century. Yes. Mostly, most of the things that could be discovered had been discovered. And something terrible occurred in the 19th century and essentially reset everything to what we know now. So have you have you listened to Jason Brashears at all? No, I can look him up, though. You will really like that. So he talks about how he believes there was a what he refers to as a, uh, a Phoenix event. And he refers to it as Phoenix because a lot of the occult and a lot of these people, they, they, they always like, you know, look at like Ordo de Keo and, and the Templars and all these people, they always have like a Phoenix or even a lot of these old Germanic, you know, family crests and things like that. It's a Phoenix. And what he refers to as the Phoenix, I'm sure I already know you've probably d- dug into simulation theory and things like that. Um, is, uh, that around 1902, there was a, and these events happen every 138 years, which is how Nostradamus was able to calculate world events. Hmm. And this guy breaks down things like, if you got through the fucking uh, Anatoly Fomenko, you're going to fucking probably really like this guy's shit because he provides graphs and charts and bibliographies to his chronology, right? Right. And um, what, what, what he says is, he believes there was a massive event that happened in 1902, which between 1902 and 1903, all these Fortune 500 companies, re, you know, just came out of nowhere and like, you know, took over America, which I know is true because when I was in Minnesota a couple months ago, I went to the Minneapolis um, Cemetery. Dude, the names of the people on these headstones and just the, these headstones look like architecture out of Europe. Mm-hmm. Uh Pillsbury, Dow and Jones, uh, Knudsen, Kraft, uh, Crowley, Pearson, Morgan, just any massive DuPont, uh, Nabisco, any massive, you know, company you could think of came out of this area. And dude, the houses in um, Minnesota make the houses in Beverly Hills look like fucking shacks. Hmm. It's insane. But lo and behold, most of this wealth that, you know, was started there has like, it's been shifted all over the country now. And now these same fucking families are, you know, part of the sinking of this ship that they, to my knowledge, you know, gained their fortune on called America. Right. I mean, if you would, if you ruled the world, wouldn't you set up that way? You'd create a bunch of rich royal families out there. You'd make them all think that they descended from, you know, fucking dragons and shit. And then you'd secretly rule, rule their, their ability to, you know, issue currency, you know, create armies, shit like that. I mean, you'd hide your own presence. And that's what we're seeing all these rich families. Like people talk about the Rothschilds all the time. Got their name from Russia, you know, Ruth Rothschild. Uh, They rebranded themselves many times, but as, as they became very rich, there's way bigger families out there that were way more prominent, like the Romanov family. And those guys, you know, they faked their own death in the Russian Revolution. But but almost all of the history we know, Scaligerian history, is based on just their own family chronicles alone. And their family chron- chronicles, the Romanov version of history, 
basically has an extremely uh, uh, <clears throat> limited perspective of world history. It sees it only from their their influence of history, and then how you know we we always retaliate after a while and threw them out of power. And so, so it's kind of very bleak, and, and that's the one we teach in the school, where where war constantly happens for no reason, and empires rise and fall, and all the empires are unrelated to each other. So when I finally read Fomenko, what I realized is that nobody else has it right because no one else is allowed to. Fomenko himself points this out many times. He says, like other catastrophic authors, based on catastrophic theory of Earth's formation or any other um, critics of the timeline of world history, basically stick to the Scaligerian timeline. They they stick to the you know 2000 year, we're in the year 2022 right now, that kind of thing. So Fomenko says calendar's way shorter, Earth timeline's way shorter. We don't know anything before yes. year, century. You're 12. gonna love Jason Brashears, bro. Right, and so that was when I finally realized his point is simple: if you don't have a day-to-day -day chronology for those centuries, you don't have anything. You can say that there was a say younger Dryas period lasting thirteen thousand years. You can talk about million years dinosaur bones, but you'll never be able to prove it because you don't have any kind of tree rings. You don't have any kind of, uh, of daily scroll keeping track day-to-day going far that far back so it's yeah, always going to be yeah it's always gonna be some kind of guess jason brashear says the chronology only goes back about seven thousand years and he says that um zachariah sitchin graham hancock and billy carson are liars and they know that they're lying there you go but they're they're adding to this mysticism factor by throwing out these arbitrary dates Kind of like how fucking NASA just throws out a bunch of arbitrary numbers and people believe it because they can't oh, fucking yeah. prove it. So these guys are like, oh yeah, it's 150,000 years old. But the, but this guy goes, no, the calendar started 7,000 years ago. Right. And, you know, in, in like Sumeria and Babel, uh, you know, ba Babylonia and, and, and these other places, you know, the Mayans and, and, you know, he goes through all these calendars and timelines. Right, right. Absolutely. The author that I uh, reference a lot for ancient stuff is Jano Cook. He died a few years ago. He uh, has the website Saturnian Saturnian Cosmology. dot oh, crap is it dot com or dot Saturnian. Dot, oh crap! I don't have it on my browser. Cosmology. dot org. I think it is Saturnian Cosmology. dot org. And what was his name? No Cook or No Cook. I'm not sure if the J is pronounced J N O Cook. Oh, okay, cool. Right, this guy has really done a deep dive into the actual literature, you know, the ones that existed, say Mayan and so forth, and basically did the timelines again. And while he sticks to the modern Scaligerian timeline and protects it and might actually just be another controlled opposition agent, everything else he's gotten very right. He's totally got, he's, he's lined up the different ancient timelines and basically came up with uh, a series of dates for the, uh, for when light first showed up and when the dark ages happened. And his explanations for each event are amazing. They go so far beyond what uh, um, Emmanuel Velkovsky was able to describe. So I definitely recommend Jno Cook for all Saturnian cosmology uh, references and ancient history stuff, because he's spot on with that stuff. So um, lately, I don't even want to say lately, I've been toying with it for a few years now, but like the whole simulation thing, but it's it's been as of late and i say as of late the last you know month and a half two months that i've really been diving down this simulation rabbit hole and finding that throughout religions and things like that 
like the thought of a simulation, even even going into like Mandela effects and right. things like that, uh, it's very fucking possible that we are in a simulation. And, and, and what this led me to be was is based on not only ancient archaeology, but modern uh, uh, architecture, but modern architecture and how everything looks like a fucking motherboard. Uh, whether it's, you know, the silica based ancient limestone or whatever right. granite or whatever to the modern day concrete and steel structures. It looks like a fucking motherboard. Now, again, I don't claim to be a flat earther, but I do know that every ancient civilization said that we were under a dome on a flat plane. Um, and if there if it's a simulation, well, it's no wonder there's flat earthers, there's toroidal earthers, there's mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Okay. But I, I, I do think it's very interesting that all these ancient civilizations that knew how to build these incredible structures say that we're under a dome. And if we're living on this planet where all these massive, incredible architectural structures are created on ley lines or the meridians of the earth, looking like a motherboard, is the dome a massive screen? And are we in a fucking simulation? I, mm -hmm. Whoa, I don't know. Well, um, as I said earlier, I kind of rule out all the magic and mysticism, you know, like time travel and stuff. I can only really reference things that I believe are based on science. And so when it comes to simulation, you know, there is no science there at all. But I will say, um, <clears throat> like, uh, I used to believe that this was possible. <clears throat> and here's a good analogy for you. In the Matrix movies, the third movie left the ending ambiguous because it suggested that the Zion location on Earth might actually also be a simulation. And I was actually convinced for a long time that that was how those movies end. I made a bet with my friend, 50 bucks, and we, neither of us could get a satisfying conclusion from that third movie. Turns out the fourth movie, which I refused to watch, apparently says Zion isn't a simulation. Maybe someone could correct me if I'm wrong, but the idea there was that, you know, if the machines are so great, why don't they just create endless layers of simulations you can't escape from? And the answer to that is that the whole movie is about escaping from all simulations. So eventually you got to wake up from all of it. You got to go to the place where they're not screwing with you anymore and just take a look around. And <clears throat> that's a real place. That's going to be here on earth. Anything else um, like the kind of simulation that people tend to live in these days by watching television, uh, you know, the news, for example, that's not a virtual reality simulation to me. That's just a psychological one. Um, the, the redaction of history that people can change the timeline and add a thousand years to it does not require magic or yeah, that's a lot. magic. It could just yeah. requires the a Vatican lot. being in charge of all of the documents, which they were Absolutely. for hundreds of years. They're in a position yes. to do it. So, so basically with, uh, with Fomenko, I was able to really see how all of the, like these questions you raise are possible. Why do the old cities look like motherboards? Uh, the answer is simple. It's because um, the further back in history you go, the closer we get to energetic times when yeah, technology yeah, the energy was surrounding we are, Earth. We are a species of de-evolution, not evolution. Well, uh, in, in some ways, yes, I would say yes. Uh, part of that is because of the need to control. The deep state has a need to suppress technology, has always done it, and they will always do it if they can. Um, every single thing, like I said, that has ever been invented has already been invented in the past. And all the stuff we see today are actually obs uh, obsolescent versions of technology. Planned obsolescence, not conspiracy theory though it is a conspiracy, absolutely. And every single device we have today can break. Go back 18th century and almost every device that you see is unbreakable and uses yeah. free energy. So yeah. like I said, we got to our peak. And if you go back further, like I said, Sumeria and so forth, you find out that 
cities, the ones that are buried now, actually have architectures of motherboards. A good motherboard design, a good chip design, balances all that energy out as it receives it so that one part doesn't short. A good city does the same thing. For example, all those cities that Tom Edison designed, they all shorted out about 10 years later. They'll have yeah. massive rolling blackouts because they didn't know how to design those 120 volt towers in the first place. Well, so, I, I think they knew how, but they were trying to usurp the old technology with a new slave technology so that they could right. find a way to tax us. So, that's, so they, they, uh, they, uh, they knew yeah. what they were doing. They just hadn't perfected their sleazy slumlord uh, electricity yet. Well, what they did was they added meters right in between the power units so that at your house you're metered. And suddenly those those barriers became like hazards. They became fire hazards. You know, we never had problems like that in the past because energy was free. So where's the energy come from? Well, like you said, red bricks or just flowing through the streams of water. Yeah, water. Right. Uh, so hydroelectric exactly. magnets. So you can't meter that, right? You can't pay for, you can't charge money for it. So you can't control that. So all of that had to be suppressed. It had to be eliminated in the past. Yeah. So um <clears throat> As far as um, how it happened, have you heard of mud flood theory? Yes, absolutely. Right. So, and I believe that there's been multiple mud floods, and that the geography, on a natural uh, way, has um, the, the 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 geography as well as like the atmosphere and things like that has changed, as as well as even like uh, potential cosmology and and. and you know, things in our sky, we, we take it for granted. Yeah, we think it was always this way. Right. But I had heard that, um, you know, like, like how these guys, they worship Saturn, you know, Kronos, oh, yeah. um, that, that, that Saturn was the original sun. They call it the black sun or whatever, That's right. but that it rivaled the light of the sun and was cast out of the skies. And now, now the actual sun is there, but even now, like, um, it's like, so, so with science, I, I wanted to, I forgot to say with science, there's, oh, so I believe in true science, right? Like pro right. probably similar to science that you believe in. Most modern science to me is junk science. It's pop science. It's not real science. It's inventions created by selfish men that leave harmful residues and, and side effects for the earth and people around it so that they can enrich themselves. It's not real science. It's more like evil inventions or some type of shit would, right yeah i agree with that um so and and with magic i don't believe magic is as mystical as 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 people might believe like you said earlier it, it, you know most of the time the answer is real simple what i believe true magic relies in it's very simple it's based off natural law and utilizing specific acts and, and, and creativity and art during, you know, lunar cycles, solar cycles, times of day, meditation, prayer, visualization, speaking things into existence. It, it's, it's, it's a lot simpler than people want. Now, it got usurped by a bunch of dark fucking satanic demonology motherfuckers that have been summonsing shit for thousands of years. Um, and and. Like you said earlier, they're trying to get you to go down that rabbit hole where it's really a lot simpler than they're trying to make it sound. And you don't have to cast spells on people. Shit, even religion tells you the kingdom of heaven is within you. I agree with that. You know, and, and if, if God created us in his image, if religion is to be true, 
then we are all creators ourselves. That doesn't mean that we're God, but we're like an amoeba of God and should follow the protocols of a divine creator. I mean, I don't know. Yeah, Yoda said in Star Wars that we're luminous beings, implied spiritual beings. I totally agree. Yeah. The, 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 old, the, the, the deeper I've gotten into meditation and breath work and visualization and, and like literally it's like I worked for two and a half months in the last 16 months and somehow I've been able to afford and I'm not balling, bro. You know what I mean? Mm. I've traveled all over the fucking country, bro. It's 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 almost like. It's a fucking wrinkle in time or a glitch in the matrix, if you will, that I've been able to do this. Hmm. Like if you would like if we would have uh, met like two weeks ago while I was in or a week ago while I was in Tennessee, I might have been like, well, shit, I'll drive down and we can do this podcast in person. But I'm already mm-hmm. states away from you. It's really weird. The, the, the shit that I've been experiencing. Oh, and you know what I wanted to do? Because I'd like to run this by you. Sure. So remember, remember years before 2012, 2006, we started hearing about 2012, right? The Mayan calendar and this oh, yeah. and that. And how you said individually something shifted for you and you noticed something in 2012. I experienced the same thing. Right. Uh, On an individual level, I experienced that. Right. So so what's the catalyst for it? Well, I'll I'll tell you. I'll I'll tell you what I think it is. Is that you and me had already started our process. See, the day 9-11 happened, I became a conspiracy theorist. And I'll tell you why. I didn't trust that four terrorists hijacked planes out of a gateway airport, which I, I knew about airport security back then. I just didn't buy it. And then when I saw Bush reading to children, I didn't know what they were saying. I didn't know about the book he was reading. All I knew was there was terrorists, evil terrorists, and a noble child-loving president. And I thought, this is a theatrical setup. This is psychological warfare. Then a couple of days later, they said, oh, everything in the trade centers was destroyed except for the passenger's the, the terrorist passport that didn't burn in the rubble and they found all their passports. And I was like, absolutely an in, inside job. And then what, lo and behold, six months later, all these documentaries come out with like 200 other things that I didn't even think of. And I was like, oh, absolutely, this is an inside job. But right. between then and 2012, all this shit started, you know, awakening in me. And so in 2012, I had a personal awakening. And by the end of 2012, I wasn't drinking. I wasn't smoking pot anymore. I was meditating nonstop. I was, I had already started meditating, but I got really deeper. I was like doing two hours of meditation a day religiously for like eight months. Um, and, uh, then we have 2020 where uh, globally, collectively on a consciousness and physical level, everything shifts. Then I find out a few months ago from my friend, my, 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 my friend Manuel, he's been on the podcast. I call him Black Jesus. Black dude with dread. He looks like Black Jesus, bro. Mm-hmm. Um, and he says, bro, you know the Ethiopian calendar says uh, 2020 was actually 2012. And I, oh my God, timelines. And we, what's really crazy is me and him had done a podcast on timelines together months before he even said that and i've been bringing up timelines and these alternate states of consciousness that i believe you can even look at shit like um you remember that, you, you remember fucking what was that the trey stone and matt parker the puppet show what was that called the puppet team show? america 
Oh, never watched it, but yeah, I remember that. Okay, so there was a song on there that was like, everyone has AIDS, 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 AIDS. And it was like funny and shit. Well, fast forward to last year. And what are they saying about the side effects in these vaccines? Oh, yeah. So it's like, this This is a predictive programming. That's what it's called. Yeah. Well, that, but I don't even know that these guys were in on that. Maybe now they are because they're so massive. Let me just say that that there's no celebrity that isn't in on it because you can't. No, I I agree. I can't can't work in Hollywood without being part of their, their system. No, no, I agree with you 100%, but I'm saying back then, I think that that was just, it was art because art carries a massive amount of energy with it. And art opened a timeline, laughter and music, musician, magician, opened a timeline. And this thing that was supposed to be funny because all these people bear witness and gave their energy to this, everyone has AIDS thing, manifested eight. 10, 12 years later through a fucking odd vaccine. And, and perhaps you're right. Maybe they were in on it to a, uh, on a certain level. With that. I'm sure they were in on it in other senses, but I, I just thought that I was like, oh shit, these guys somehow opened up a timeline because it, it, gotcha. it just seems so bizarre that that would be. I understand. And that's, that's how these um, predictive programmings feel in the end. Like for example, the movie, Matrix has a Neo's uh, driver's license has 911 on it. In the movie Terminator yeah. 2, you know the the T1000 the, the uh, yeah T1000 crashes into the, uh, the, the underpass. Yeah, and the other, it says nine feet eleven inches on it. Of course, The Simpsons is well known. Yeah. So, so a lot of people say oh, that that must be some kind of you know timeline or, or Mandela effect. But <clears throat> but the problem is that in order to make a, an event like 911 for us to actually care about it. We have to um, know about it. So they had to tell us about those Twin Towers over and over in all media. They had to yes. educate us. That's one. And number two is when there's a lot of people out there that work for the deep state, that are essentially two or three degrees away from the center. And they basically, they, they, don't, have, they don't receive instructions every day. They're not like, hey, there's going to be some false flag events in the future. These things appear in coding, encoded in movies all the time. Like uh, in uh, GoldenEye, that movie, right in the middle of it, um, they, uh, what's the name? Sean Bean references uh, the Roman god uh, of gates. Oh, man, um, Janus. Uh, Thank you, Janus. Um, and he basically said the gates of Janus are open. And the gates of Janus historically are the times when Rome, and, you know, whatever that is, starts war on people. It starts in January and they basically say, we're going to commit war for a couple of years. And then the gates close when they are done with the war. So 1995, they said, hey, we're starting war. And then 1996, we start bombing Serbia. We start our, we start engaging in Africa. So I'm saying these these events are all actually very linked. The predictive programming that we receive in media is very timed to get us. I, I agree with you. Excellent. Yeah. I, so. I think, but I'm starting to believe too. Like, even like, okay. So when I was talking about the simulation thing, is um. I'm going to, I'm going to send you a few uh, links to a few people that that will really uh, expand upon the simulation thing because it goes from religion to pop culture to Mandela effects. Yeah. Like, uh, like Christ Christ appears in all religions. That's very interesting to me, but then I just read, I read Russian Chronicles and it turns out that that Christ was a real figure in their history and that everyone else was influenced by the Russian empire that formed after. I mean, it's all stuff 
makes sense to me when, once I realized that I didn't have to have any any extra uh, supernatural effect to the Christ story. I just realized A, B, and C was a real person and inadvertently resulted in the first real religions that we all know today. Now it was into it was up to the deep state to control those religions. They had every intention to do to do whatever it took to redact indigenous beliefs into their monotheism. And while they did that, they're dividing and conquering us in all the ways that matter. They split Christ into many different figures, into yes. Muhammad, into Alexander, you name it. Yes. So so while the Christians celebrate the first 33 years of his life, the Muslims celebrate the, the period after when the historical figure actually did go to war and found empires and so forth, was and slept with women and got married and the kind of stuff that Western austerity Christians tend to to reject as even possible because they believe they died in the crucifixion. Yeah, well, what's really crazy is because I I feel like I know a lot about um, the Bible. Have I read it all the way through? No, but I've done so many deep studies on it, on so many of the stories. And I was I grew up in a pretty, a, an extremely Christian family. So I was always in church right. for a large portion of my childhood. Um, and what I see is, is now I'm leaning more towards like, yeah, the Old Testament God was an evil fuck and <laughs> Christ was actually uh, the good guy. Um, and I don't even know if those two books were supposed to go together. Christians will dispute me on that. That's fine. Whatever. Again, I, I always say this. I don't know. This is just my internal uh, intuition. I could be wrong. I'm open to being wrong. That'll just teach me something new. Um, but uh, what's really uh, bizarre in to me with all the world religions is when they become uh, superior and my way is the right way and your way is the wrong way. Right. And then then you look at like these these elites and these dark arts family and they're all about division and order from chaos and stuff. And I'm like, OK, Christians, this is where you guys lose me because it defies natural law. And for your ideologies and your ideals, you throw logic, common sense, critical thinking right out the window. Doesn't matter you know, what it is. If it you know, if it goes against what your preacher told you or your church told you. I can show you all the data and information in the world. You, you won't believe it because you're involved in a fucking cult. And that's just the way cult members think. And for me, I'm like, if Christ returned, why in God's mm -hmm. name would he separate everyone just because they don't believe in him the way the church says? What if these people were walking a Christ-like path as best as they could and they were members of Islam or Judaism or Hinduism or Buddhism? Why would Christ divide like the, the dark arts and the rest of the worst parts of humanity? That just, right. to me, it defies natural law. And that's where a lot of religions, well, you just got to believe in asses. And I'm just like, dude, that is just such watered down hokey bullshit to me. Right. The simple explanation is that it was a very brief period in the 12th century when the entire planet shared one world religion. It was, a, it was the Old Testament was essentially wrong and that the new testament was being created by this guy christ who defied the church in this huge public way and they had to crucify him everyone heard the story and the story just sort of spread for a hundred years there was no reason for anyone to fight about it it was just well known it was gnosticism as it was known back then then the crusades happened yeah cr crusades happened shortly after the crucifixion according to Fomenko, and went on for like 600 years at various forms of crusades counter and counter so during all that time, all of the original blend, all the original forms of Christianity were eradicated. They're completely eliminated. 
One example is the Cathars. They're in the west, the western France region. They they basically came all the way from the Russian Horde Empire. Um, oh. they, they worshipped mo Mother Mary, who was named Katya over there. So they were direct uh, religious uh, group based on Mother Mary that was eliminated. The Cathars were eliminated by the Catholic Church. Catholic Church took the name Catholicism from yeah. them. They they created the word cathar catharsis, which means purging by fire. As these people burned all these Cathars alive and essentially ended that version of Christianity. It's gone. It's not in in view today. Another version of Christianity is the Khazars. And you can see the name is very similar. Khazarians. Yeah, Khazarians. And that was in the East. And that took a more kind of Jewish version. That was Crimea. And Crimea figures very largely in uh, Eastern Christianity because that's where uh, uh, Christ was born. That's where Mother Mary died. And the Jews of Crimea essentially wanted to combine the Old World, the Old Testament with the, with the New One. And they found a whole religion based on Khazaria. They lasted 10 years and they were slaughtered. So uh, those early versions of, of Christianity are gone. They're not here anymore. All we have today are the post-Crusade versions, which are based on nothing but warfare, where everyone lost all of the, the subtleties of the original lessons. And the, the text is straight up redacted. Now at this point, Christ says, give to Rome what's Rome's. You know, like I seriously doubt he ever said anything like that because there was no empire during his life. Well, and wasn't he wasn't he supposedly destroyed by the Roman Empire? At that's, least according to biblical. Text. Yeah. So, so the. Um, but we know that that's been rewritten. It's been translated multiple times from different. Yeah, but it's also been contested many times. Nineteenth century, you have the swoon theory. Many our, our authors, especially Protestants, said, "Look, I don't think Christ died on the cross. Period. The text doesn't say that. There's no reason to assume that the cave was a tomb. Nobody saw him die. Everyone saw him that he was gone." And finally, in the Eastern Chronicles, he was a giant. He wasn't a small guy at all. The small humans had, had crucified a giant in order to prove that the giants weren't, weren't deities. They weren't all that, that we don't need to worship them anymore. We need to worship the invisible God, the monotheism God. That's what the whole crucifixion was about. So the, the idea that he died on the cross came way later. And instead of that theory, the Swoon theory suggests, um, you know, he was only on the cross for six hours. There's no reason for him to die. He was brought down by his own family and they carried him away and nobody saw where they carried him off to. So in reality, they carried him to Crimea. He died in Crimea and the Russians still believe that today. And look at us. We're fighting this war with Russia right now because we don't want their version of history, their truth to win. We want the Western version to win. So this is, the Crusades are still happening. We're still fighting over two versions of the truth. Well, and it's it's like this too, like because you look at people like Fauci, potentially even Trump. I, I don't know. Mm -hmm. uh, so, and and I liked Trump. Uh, I'm yeah. not a registered voter. I would, you know, I'm I'm never going to do that. Um, I liked him to a certain extent, but I always told people I don't trust him. I don't trust his QAnon shit. Oh, yeah, it sounds sure. great, but it sounds like hopium to me. I wish that it was true, but I don't know. But like you know, Fauci, Biden, Trump, all these guys went to like Jesuit colleges. All right. You know, so and we know the Jesuits are linked to the Catholic Church. We know yes. the, the allies of the Catholic Church were the Nazis. Right. And the Jesuits, so yeah, they're basically responsible for redacting all indigenous religions from Sri Lanka to America into monotheism. They created Buddhism. They created um, Egyptian, um, modern Egyptian mythology, the one where everyone's in the still worshiping, you know, all those ceremonies down there. Yeah, all of that was Jesuits. They're very influential. So uh, with, with that... Um, it's so, like, let me tell you about Trump, though, because um, he's a very interesting character. Um, let me just say this real quick, because yeah. I do want to hear that. So what we have now is it's like 
the Germans lost the war, but the Nazis won it. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like I agree with that. that and that is how World War II ended, actually. I agree with that assessment. Yeah. And so now here we are today, the rise of the fucking Fourth Reich, and they're going back into their exterminations again. Yeah, and it's the same people, too. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So uh, here's here's what I think happened. Um, <clears throat> yeah, they... Uh, yeah, uh, after basically, well, let's start World War II. Um, World War II was yet another attempt to repeat the Napoleonic Wars to destroy Russia. Napoleonic Wars were ruined by the French Revolution. And the and when Hitler rose to power, he was a complete 100% manufactured character. He was raised in a deep state garden. He's probably gay. He's probably Jewish. He, but he wasn't at all what he looked like. Um, because, for example, Mein Kampf, everyone thinks he wrote that. There's no proof he did. He was in jail at the time. And why was he in jail? It was for staging a coup. They're trying to take over the government by force. So ain't no Germans ever trusted Hitler. That's not how that went. What instead what happened was the deep state essentially took charge of a, of a democracy process, just like they're doing today. They're saying, this guy won, this guy won, this guy won over and over. Like they and, did in Libya. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yes, eventually, yeah. And, and um, not, not during Gaddafi, but yeah, later. Um, and, and essentially, um, with, with Hitler, they, they came up with this plan to destroy Russia. It was all about Russia again. He, you know, he, he rallied all of Europe into this massive army and marched right up to Russia to repeat what Napoleon did. He lost in the exact same way. He's totally screwed up in the winter of uh, 1941. A lot of people think that Stalingrad was the real battle, but it wasn't. Stalingrad 1942 was um, the, the Germans were already completely exposed. They knew that they couldn't get to their supply lines anymore, and the Russians killed the plan to divide them. It was so obviously over by then. So 1942, the deep state knows they've lost their plan to contain Russia. They got, they got to start all over again. They got to come up with a whole new 70-year plan to attack Russia later in the future. The first thing they got to do is break up the, the alliance that's inevitably going to happen between Russia's old vassal state, Germany. They got to make sure that they're never going to be allies again. So from that point on, the, out, the alliance, who have, have all of us, all Americans, we've been supporting Hitler all the way up to that point, giving him weapons, giving him intel. Uh, we named Philadelphia after him. No doubt about that. And we just we changed the history about that later, but uh, before 1941, nobody ever thought America would not support Hitler. And after that loss in in Russia, everyone suddenly became his enemy, and we attacked Germany and just napalmed the fuck out of it. And and after destroying Germany, it's like, oh, we're done. No, we're not done. We go and false flag. We attack uh, using the false flag of Pearl Harbor. We destroy Japan, and then we say, okay, now we're done. No, we're totally not done. The objective is to contain Russia. So we go to South Korea. We destroy North Korea, like 20, 30 percent of the population, again by napalm. And we don't stop there. We, we're about to attack the the Stans, you know, the the Kazakhstan, all those areas in the Serbian areas. And boom, Russia comes up with their own nuclear bomb. I don't believe that nuclear bombs are real. I think we faked that. In I think I think so too. Right. And so, what did the Russians do? They had no fucking choice but to fake their own bomb. They knew that they had to play along because the, the Americans they couldn't admit to their well, most, most of us didn't even know, but the ones that did, they couldn't admit that it was a hoax because then, then that would be it. We would uh, lose our edge. So eventually Russia held us off for a period of like 20 years between the 70s. We're still trying to contain them in Vietnam and we just failed, completely failed in that one. In the 90s, when we start all up again in the Iraq region, this is all about containing Russia. So my point about Trump was they had raised a series of presidents after the, after the 40s from all the way leading up into the 20th 21st century, all these people are going to be president. Uh, they're, most of them are related to each other, and they're going yes. to be Democrats and Republicans. Every now and again, they get, we got a real president in there. Like, I think Ronald Reagan was pretty real. 
but most of them are not. Real-ish. He was an actor, remember that. Totally was an actor, but coming from that other garden, he might have he might have been able to turn on them. Well, yeah, that's that's possibly why they, they, they the Bushes tried to assassinate him. Well, I forget the guy's name. <laughs> was a friend of the Bushes, and right. then he was... Right, so... Uh, right, so... Um, Basically, Reagan was a real problem to them. And after he was gone, they went back to the old plan. And Bush was a real problem again. I don't think, um, I, th I know he was raised in their garden, but he, the Bush family 100% was turning on the deep state. They did everything to, to, to create a nationalist sort of agenda to, to free America from any kind of globalism. They did, did this in the really, 90s. You really fit. I did not feel that way about I oh, felt okay, like George Bush yeah, yeah, Sr. So, was oh, the. Yeah, so let me the, tell you about that. So basically, um, they only had one year in power. They, um, 2000 to 2001, Bush was in power, and then 9-11 happened, and the Bushes were taken out. That was a coup on America. I mean, no doubt about it. The they Bushes were like Dick, Dick Cheney and Rumsfeld or something? Well, they were all part of the apparatus that always existed in the White House, so they easily turned when the Bush when Bush was taken out. And he was taken out. Um, there's no proof that Bush was our president after 9-11. There's no proof at all. All he got is a bunch of videos, which at this point can probably be chalked up to CGI or or, or trickery, like showing old videos new or something like that. Uh, you got a bunch of demonstrations of people showing how they can fake Bush's face back in the 2006 and seven on YouTube saying, hey, watch me do this. It is very provable and demonstrable that this guy was well, no I longer in power. I think there's clones or, or, or doubles for all these people. Anyways. Well, okay. At some point, Bush really did reappear, but he's been acting really weird for the last 15 years. He's like, he's like, you know, laughing and, and hugging Michelle Obama and just yeah, told douchebag. He's not really being anything like he used to be. And Bush Senior, he's he's basically like not in politics anymore. He's like retired, which makes no sense. He should retire. We're in dire straits here in America. These guys should be helping us. So they've been all taken out without a doubt. And for the last twenty years, the Republicans were not able to run a single president. Period. Nothing. They didn't have any presidential candidates. Every single candidate you've ever heard of, from Mitt Romney to uh, to Paul Walker, well he didn't run. Every one of these guys are manufactured. A bunch of yes bunch of puppets. They were called, called, called angry birds because they're all flying up in the air for two weeks of popularity and then crashing every single yeah. one by design. So the Republicans were getting really scared in the 2000s with Obama. They're like, this guy is the Antichrist. He's part of some Antichrist plan. They're going to take over the world now. There was a lot of predictions that 2016 would be the reset date. It's even mentioned in the second Ghostbusters movie. If you watch closely, Bill Murray says. And my dad worked. My dad worked on Ghostbusters too. I walked on the set. Really? Was, awesome. it, was that was Warner Brothers? Yeah. That's too cool. Yeah. I walked through the. You know, there's like an art exhibit and, and then that painting of the evil guy. I I saw all that. I met Rick Moranis on it. And oh, it that's crazy. so cool. That's yeah, yeah. lucky guy. So, so tell tell me about Ghostbusters again. So yeah, that one scene in the beginning of the movie, Bill Murray's interviewing on his show this lady who says she's kidnapped by aliens. And that alien gave her a date for the end of the world, 2016 uh, Valentine's Day. And Bill Murray says, bummer, that's in Ghostbusters 2. So that's right. a very popular prediction date um, for basically when the reset's going to happen. And uh, well, guess what? It didn't happen. You know, like something went wrong. So here's the story. And I've got parts of this from Intel. And uh, well, well, well um, that's when shit really shifted, though, was right before, right? I want to say... It I think it was it. I don't remember if it was 2000. It was right before the, you know, what, while Trump and Hillary were still debating, right. I was living in Maui at the time, nice. but I was leaving Maui to come back to the mainland and just tattoo all over the, I'm a tattoo artist and nice. tattoo all over the mainland. I'll send you my, a link to my shit yeah, totally. later. Yeah. Um, 
But um, that's when I really noticed a massive shift, which why I said earlier, a second um, CIA psyop with these social justice warriors, the same way they ran it on the hippies. These idiots fell for the same bullshit. Yes, I, yeah, I watched them do it. It was really disappointing. Yeah, and it was right during the, the time of their debates. Yes, they, in 2012, I believe that they just executed all of the psyops, all of the controlled opposition projects, told us asteroids going to hit us, we're in a different dimension, you name it. They all came out in that year. It was, it was an anticipation for basically how we're going to start feeling that 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 reset coming and everyone did feel it in 2012 to 16 everyone everything was topsy-turvy and no one knew where things were going to land so essentially the plan as i could see it from certain intel groups i follow on telegram was that this pandemic the one of the last two years was actually scheduled for 2016 after hillary won the election yes and that they were able to delay the pandemic three years by by winning trump so who are they well, first of all, Trump was always supposed to run too, but he was supposed to run after Hillary. He's supposed to lose to Hillary. And then after Hillary um, has four bad years of Americans downfall, everyone's like, let's put a man in charge. And then they put Trump in charge. Another four years of downfall. That was the plan. But by having her come in, by having her defeated, and nobody saw that coming at all, but they sort of no, rushed I, it. I was like, oh, this satanic witch has been groomed for this. We're, and I was telling yep. everybody, we are so fucked. You guys think this is a joke. This bitch is going to send us into a fucking global war. And she was saying so too. Yeah, in her speeches, what? she was saying so. She was saying, "Yes, we're going to tax the middle class." And people yes. are like, "People are like, I don't think I heard that right." And it was just, yeah, it was working exactly. so well on people. It was amazing. And people, yeah, what we're gonna? What did she say? We're gonna make more laws. We're gonna attack right. Russia, and we're gonna destroy the middle class. And right. everybody started fucking cheering. And I was yep. like, "Are you?" Like, yeah, they got us. They really got us. So, like I said, yeah. there was something that they had to they had to somehow end this plan. And, and this, I think that the Democrats were so, and the deep state was so convinced that they were going to win. The, they didn't even cheat that year. <laughs> I agree with that, actually. Yes, I agree with that. They didn't use all of the guns that year at all. Um, basically, yeah, nobody really thought that by running Trump, it would even matter. That's because nobody really knew the whole plan. And the generals in our army they were kind of dumbasses for 10 years prior. They weren't taking any of this seriously. A lot of them were getting hung up in media scams and shit. Um, but in Russia, Russians were, were basically trying, uh, after 2008, after Georgia, they started giving us intel, like, hey, this is really happening. You guys are about to encounter this and that. And so we didn't believe them until 2012, when, or sorry, 2014, when, when all of that shit started ramping up with uh, Crimea and they took it over. They really started pushing out intel. That's when I saw some of the intel from Russia. And that's when uh, Western media started accusing Russia of being hackers thereof. So if any other intel from Russia would be hacking, blah, blah, it was all eliminated right away. But what had they told us? They basically told us the whole plan. And they told us how to counter the plan. And, it, and if we didn't know how to counter the plan, we should know. Essentially, there is only one way to counter a plan that's so tremendously powerful like that. And that is to execute the plan prematurely and get past all of the pain points. Let's get this election, you know, let's get Trump into power now. And whatever happens with Trump, let's have it happen early so that we can deal with it. it, it like, the, like, for example, Operation Warp Speed, when they saw the pandemic happen, they jumped on it. They created vaccines right away so that anyone that would later be forced into it by slow and go media's, you know, government suppression would have be able to say, oh, I already got two of them, you know, sure. leave yeah, me alone. Exactly. It was very effective. And it's the only reason 
why we Americans even have a choice in this country. Most other countries, they didn't really get much choice, you know, in China well, and, Israel and so forth. Israel. Um, and another thing with, with the, the whole, um, the whole vaccine thing was, is I had heard that only like 35% of Americans got it right away. And then they started incentivizing it. Then they started threatening yep. and humiliating. Then they started, you know, telling people they're going to take their jobs and yep. doing all, and, you know, all this shit. It's been crazy. To coerce and bully people. And, and, and lo and behold, I don't know what the percent. I still only think 50% or less got it. Yeah, yeah. I, th I saw videos from Israel of people faking it right there in the uh, in the hospital. The uh, the 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 uh, service providers were in on it, and the people knew to fake it somehow. They I know Jews. I've been raised uh, around Jews my whole life. They are very word of mouth, and sometimes they'll even hide it from the internet, and they'll tell everyone, "Do not take this. There's something wrong here." And, and yeah, so yeah, we saw that in Israel. It's pretty amazing. But they're lucky that they can. They they have laws on their side, whereas most other countries, and even here in America, a lot of people lost their jobs and livelihood. And essentially had to face homelessness, which is another form of, of being killed. You know, they didn't really have a way out of this. So yes, definitely has been a, a depopulation plan, but it seems like the plan was completely uh, fired prematurely. It, it wasn't at all what the deep state wanted. It happened way later. It happened under, um, like, so why did they run Trump? Here's the main reason. Um, by bringing Trump in power, they knew that they could revitalize the American army. Our, our army was in a terrible position. And Shit, I, it's worse now than it is ever. Yeah, I know. It's really bad now. And ISIS had just come, come out into power. ISIS, everyone forgot about it, but it was a huge problem back then. And if it had spread the way it was intended to spread, then we would have been in World War III this whole time during the pandemic. Instead, we're in this sort of like piss-ass fight with, with, between Ukraine that we're refusing to call a war because we're refusing to declare it. That, that's not, that wasn't the plan. You know, The plan has, has basically been averted. What was How did they do that? They, um, Trump, uh, when he was in power, the very few things that they were able to do, um, one of them was the Abraham Accords. Abraham Accords. Uh, they signed it with the Emirates and in Israel, and it basically laid out a, a framework. If you guys ever go to regional war against anyone, here's how it will work. You don't have to attack each other, and definitely do not split up on your religion. If it's the Jews versus the Muslims and shit, then we're going to see massive bloodshed. And so these accords, which are called Abraham Accords, unified the religions of the region. They completely eliminated ISIS's um, pretense for, for radicalization. They, it, it totally worked. And that region is, is kind of not in war right now. It's a perfect example of how the reset plan has been completely waylaid. And, and because the people that were watching it happen and, and were in a position of power to do so, you know, they, they, they risked it all. The people in Russia risked it all. People within our government, like Trump, for example, you see how much he has risked. You see how much they're attacking him right now. You know, they're doing all of the, all of the things, every, all the lawsuits that they started in the last two years, they lost because the federal government was able to find regional judges to vote I, against them. No matter I what. I often wonder if that's real or show though. Well, how could you know it be a I mean? show? I mean, our, our justice department has always been this corrupt. I mean, I've never seen them yeah. act to, you know. Yeah, no, no. I, I felt like there was something different about him too. Like with how much people hated him. But I yeah. always felt like, you know, it's like we have these like organized crime families all over the world. It's true. And he's just another mob boss for a different crime family. And yeah, but he gave it all up by running for president. Normally these guys stay in the backgrounds forever. They stay safe and they don't risk anything. So why did he risk it all? That's the only question. 
That's that's you know, and then I had heard that the military talked to him before he was president. Yes, and, and then I knew that he went to a military academy when yep. he was younger. And it's and... probably related to General Patton because he looks exactly like him. Really? Well, just take a look at look at a picture of Patton. I'm gonna look at him right now from World War II. And I mean, this guy was instrumental. He was right there in Berlin when the war when they were splitting it up, and he said, you know, if you if Americans had let me go in there, I would have preserved all these beautiful buildings and. The Russians destroyed them all because they've been at war with the West for like 300 years and they hate those buildings. So, I mean, Patton was a very respected guy. And, uh, well, he didn't like the Jews very much. So, for that reason, he's sort of, sort of erased from history a little bit. I mean, they made a movie about him, but you don't really get the impression, not the real impression. It does look a lot like Trump. Thank you. Well, it's really what's really bizarre about like, because, and I know you as a, a, a Jewish person, right. Um, you're probably not religious or, or whatever. Um, no. but like, like you said earlier, it's like, oh, the Rothschilds or the Royal family. It's like, yeah, these people have power, but it's, you know, like even like Kanye coming out and, and talking all this shit, like, I don't think he was dissing all Jews. I think he was dissing like the entertainment industry and the fashion world and the people that run the media, which what he said was fucking true. I grew up in L.A. and Hollywood. I know what that town was like. I know who ran the music industry and the film industry and things like that. Right. But like how we hear people like, oh, it's the Jews. It's the Rothschilds. I'm like, no, they're just part of this machine because it's the Vatican. It's the royal family. It's D.C. China might even be on it because the Lee family is one of the 13 royal bloodlines. Right. Yeah, it's definitely not just going to be the Jews. I, I wouldn't subscribe to blaming any one race or species or anything no, like that. We can't do that, right? Even no. if it's like, okay, well, the Canaanites or the Kazarians were this or that. That's like, so what are we going to just like fucking blame them all? Like, I'm sure some of these people are like, it's like, could you imagine how many Muslims are stuck? in extreme Islam that are just like, this is fucking crazy. I want to get out of here, but I'll get killed. Or like how many, even of the satanic elites and Hollywood elites are probably like, Oh my God, I, I never signed up for this. I just want to get out of this, but these people are connected to world leaders and they'll fucking assassinate me. Right. Like I tell yes. people all the time, I'm like, I'm like, you guys, you know, and I've, I've been guilty of it too. Like, you know, back in the day, I used to think, Oh yeah, they're in on, they're part of the Illuminati and this and that. And then I started to realize I was like, Dude, if you were trying to run the world, would you hire a bunch of fucking narcissistic entertainers and musicians to like and, and make them part of your hidden secret club? Fuck no. You'd start another organization that made them feel like they were part of your hidden secret club just so they could throw your, you know, be be like um, it's like uh, how I feel like. Amer the American military was ran by the queen and the Vatican this whole time because our military shows up to a country and the second military that shows up is a British Royal army. So we're like the fall guy for the Royal family. So like the entertainment industry is like the fall guy for this dark deep state hand. We're over here talking about uh, lady Gaga and Kim Kardashian and sure they're fucking demonic satanic witches, but they don't really have a lot of power in the scheme of things. These chicks are basically the representatives of the whore of Babylon's. These chicks are getting tossed around by the deep state and, and probably getting paid a million dollars a night to fuck whatever member of, you know, government is in a Europe or something for the night, right? 
It is something like that, with the exception that they're a bunch of families, so they do protect each other to some extent. Yeah. Some some extent, yes. But yes, I would totally agree that the entertainment industry, Hollywood, is a front for deep state um, control system. And why not? Because it was started in World War One, right? It was a bunch of war propaganda movies that led up to World War Two. It was a long time before we had anything like an anti-war movie, with the exception of All Quiet on the Western Front, which everyone should watch that movie. But yeah, All we, Quiet on the Western Front. I'm gonna. Right yeah, now. it's a must see, but you know they don't show that much in school because it's one of the earliest anti-war movies, and it's very simple the message. Anyway, Hollywood has never really allowed that much. They've always been like, if you see a, an a anti-war movie, like I don't know, um, Star Wars, sort of had like an anti-war pretense since it was about the rebellion. Yeah, in the end, it's not. It's not. It's going to be a pro-war movie. That's that's not the best example, but everything out there is going to follow this trend. They're not really going to criticize the establishment that causes war or seek the reasons for it. They're just going to look for the righteous victory and, and the or justification essentially. Yeah, absolutely. So what, what do you think like with, um, with what's going on now with like, um, like, so, so you, you listen to Jason Brashears. I'm sure you're going to love archaics. Even if you're like, you don't agree with him, you're going to be fascinated because the guy is educated Definitely. beyond. He's read like 3000 books and he yeah, gives you a, yeah, his Bible. I wouldn't be surprised if somebody has turned him on to uh, Anatoly Fomenko as well. Oh, yeah. But oh, yeah. I don't know. Um, but uh, he talks about how he believes and he goes through like, you know, how Nostradamus did his predictions and things like that. I'm still diving deep into this guy. Him and this other dude, uh, fuck is this other guy's name? I'll tell you right now. Um, uh, Riz Verk. He's goes off on simulation theory too. I'll send you a good, uh, podcast on that one. Um, but, uh, it's like Brashears thinks what's going to happen is, the lunacy of the left was all by design and it was to get people pumped up to cause like an internal war. And what's going to happen is next voting, uh, next election is takeover and the far right is going to come into play, which I could totally see that happening. Religious extremism. And, and he said the right is going to go as far as the left. And they're going to do it in the name of God. And we're going to just see absolute madness and, and far right crazy. He said, there'll be a time between the uh, nationalist far right movement where we'll have some breathing room, but eventually it's going to go as far right as it went left. Hmm, I'm like, gotcha. But I don't, and I felt like, wow, that's really interesting. I could kind of see that happening, you know, because like, it's really weird when you like, look at like, the deep state and how they're operating. It's almost like they seem desperate. They seem like they're throwing all everything at it. Like when you start censoring people, when you start shoving, you know, pedophilia and Satanism and all this crazy shit, you know, transing children, all this shit all over. It's like you're throwing every last bit of what you have into your efforts into this war. And it's it's like I feel like the laws of nature are going to eventually backfire in your face because remember when we were kids, if the establishment told us one thing, 
we were like, oh, fuck that. Fuck the Bushes. Fuck war. You know what I mean? Like, I yeah. hated the neocons, bro. I couldn't yeah. stand them. But well, now I feel that way. I feel worse about the far left, actually. I can't. These people, man. Well, uh, when, uh, one way of putting this is reset agenda. It's a way of looking at it. And that's the concept that the deep state really can't maintain power forever, that their power does fall apart, and that they rely on the resets to get them back. And that's essentially causing a war or something similar, yeah. like a pandemic, like Spanish Order flu or something. Order from chaos. Right, exactly. So, uh, you know, we're all looking for that next reset. And the question is, like you just said, uh, are, are they are they shooting too high with their stakes? What are the stakes, actually? I think uh, the, the Matrix example uh, is perfect for this again, because the second movie reveals that there was these resets in these iterations in the past and like no no one knew it they always thought that the design was only 100 years old but it's more like six seven hundred years and there was like five iterations before it so what happened basically um as soon as there are enough people woke up the machines just went and killed everyone and if enough people were to wake up again they're just going to kill everyone again and that this direct tech basically said that they become very efficient at it there is no way of stopping the next reset so a lot of people in zion basically say you know maybe we shouldn't wake everyone up. Maybe we're just rushing to that next reset. Maybe Morpheus is wrong, essentially, they're saying. I, I, th I thought that was an extremely brave plot for them to try because it was, they were willing to say that the plot of the first movie was essentially a big lie, that the prophecy was a lie, which, yeah, all prophecies are lies. They're just plans. And they only come true if if the plan aligned everyone in such a way to cause them to come true. What's that called? Revelation of the method. So it's check a, this it's a out. Term. Yeah, go ahead. I always say this. I'm like, you and me have a plan. The deep state has a plan. The social justice warriors have a plan. The Republicans got a plan. The Democrats got a plan. And you know what? God's got a plan and it's called a curveball and it's going to get thrown and none of us are going to see it coming. Yeah. And then it's all going to work out. There's going to be a big catastrophe and then everything's going to work out. Yeah, I think there is going to be an unavoidable catastrophe at this point. It's just, it's just uh, it's been planned for so long. It's been prepared and it can't be stopped. But the idea wasn't to save everyone, that the good guys are not trying to save everyone. They're trying to save sovereignty. They know that. Just like Russians learned over and over in all their wars, they might lose 8 million people again, but as long as they maintain their sovereignty, then their, their children, their next generation will be okay. If not, if they lose their sovereignty, then they're just like everyone else. They're going to lose their children too. Their identity, their history, their language, you name it. Uh-huh. So, History's so written by the victor. Right. So yeah, we are going to see a depopulation. And I don't think that anything is going to be the same after that, but that's a good thing. You know, maybe we didn't want this to continue much longer. So have you heard of project looking glass? Um, I have heard of that. Yes. Okay. Maybe, maybe once I start uh, breaking it down, you'll, you'll understand it a little bit. So project looking glass was basically something that the, the deep state elites had uh, as a technology that they had stumbled across or had, or potentially may have had for centuries or for mm -hmm. thousands of years, which would essentially um, compute uh, future scenarios and outcomes for, uh, you know, moves on this gigantic chessboard that we live on. And in the end, what Project Looking Glass was revealing to these people was that no matter what they did, they would no longer be able to maintain their power through this dark arts protocol that they're using now, that what would happen is essentially they are faced with human nature, which is a direct reflection of mother nature and mankind 
can only be stifled for so long before he awakens to the reality of what's really going on. So essentially what they're doing now at this moment is, is they're playing chess and they're just prolonging the inevitable because the end result is they lose. Yes. And nature takes over. They need the reset to occur. And it looks like in the last four years, we saw an attempt, six years, we saw an attempt at a reset and it, it failed. It looks like it failed. This is what it looks like, essentially. Yeah, because I was also thinking like this too, and I know this has nothing to do with the comment you left on Instagram, which we can get into if you have the sure. time. Yeah. But um, but it, the way like it looks now, it's it's like um, even if these guys were to win, right? Mm-hmm. Like, what are they going to win, dude? Like, eventually, like you slaughter all the the peasants that you have. Well, and then you're just left with yourselves. Are you guys just going to slaughter each other? Because you guys are such. You know, they, they have a mental illness. Clearly, they're they're sick beyond, and they're probably demonically possessed. You know, they've been summoning spirits for thousands of years. I mean, shit, I got really good at tattooing in the last 20 years. I can imagine how amazing at summoning demons your family would become after doing it for 2,000 years. They're, they're, they're super possessed. And so even if they win, what are they winning? They're just going to fucking take it out on each other. Another thing that I think about, too, is like when we go back to like the Anunnaki, the Watchers, the Nephilim, the Jotnars, the the, the Raphaim, you know, these giants, these, you know, reptilians and all this stuff. Dude, I literally think that these ancient, you know, they're still alive, but they're literally living in the earth, dude. And and if they are the descendants of these ancient bloodlines, remember back in the day, the and, and this goes into, I believe, all religions as specific types of people or humanoid or giantoid types of people live for hundreds to thousands of years. Yes. There were giants. Absolutely. Yeah. And somewhere along the lines, they did, you know, CRISPR or splicing genetics or fucking with our DNA and, 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 you know, destroying the environment and, and, you know, oxygen levels and things like that and, and destroying these massive trees of life, these giant trees all over uh, all over the world and which essentially you know de- not only decreased our health but they may have also fucked with our dna to shorten our lifespans as well and so if there is because i believe whatever i could be wrong again i'm always open to being wrong but there is some form of life in the center of the earth potentially in antarctica potentially in south america potentially in who the fuck knows where, maybe under the White House. I don't fucking know. But I believe these motherfuckers are answering to some ancient life form that is still alive, family or whatever, that they are descendants of, that they've been like bred into, you know, smaller versions of these giants or or whatever. Because when you like hear about like, you know, the giants and all that, um, they were like eating humans. They were, you know, raping, you know, small propaganda. Humans. Yeah, Not bad propaganda. They're they, they fucking small humans and stuff. And then you like look at like the elites. It's like, well, we know they're drinking blood, and we know they're fucking children. Are they just carrying on the practices of this ancient, you know, bloodline race? I, I don't fucking know, but that's just, uh, I'm just rolling the dice on that one. Do you do you think that they may be answering? To a potential, well, like, what's that? Well, yes, absolutely. Just, um, just I don't think it's anything special. It's it's humans that live on places 
that are very difficult to live in. Are you there? Hello? Hello? Ari. Huh. Well, guys, I'm going to try and uh, get him back on. You literally, you literally cut out for like a minute. You said there's, there's humans living in, in, in places. Yeah, I can hear you. Oh, great. Excellent. Okay, so uh, yeah, 19th century literature shows tons of evidence that there's humans on Mars, that they visit Earth, that they're just a little more advanced, no big deal, but that they're human. They're not nothing special, you know? They're not like weird squids or anything. And that they, they live in a very desolate place, very cold, uh, seasonal water and so forth. And so they don't have like things that we have on Earth. They don't have fruit. They don't have cows, you know, abundant, you know, creatures and lots of meat and stuff. They don't have... Uh, they have problems reprodu reproducing. Like, that's not easy over there. So on Mars, you got humans that have been basically preying on Earth this whole time. This whole time meaning for about a thousand years. Uh, before that period, Mars uh, was part of our solar system during cataclysmic times. And uh, going back to the origin, Mars was Atlantis. It was the best place to be. It was at the top of the collinear configuration, at top of the Tower of Babel. It's where... Um, the, the experience high high amplitude, low voltage energy, and almost kind of magical properties like crystals grow in the ground into massive size and carve them into cities and shit. All kinds of stories about Atlantis and the Atlantis falling at the end of the Golden Age. Well, that's all in Mars. And those humans are still there, but Atlantis is ruins. It's, it's all underground in ruins. Um, you could find that kind of story all over the place. A lot of people think that they're talking about the North Pole or the South Pole of Earth. But actually, Atlantis was originally on Mars. So anyway, back to the point. These guys, for a thousand years now, have been needing resources from Earth. And it took them a long time to actually build, say, spaceships, UFOs, and stuff that could travel. It's not that easy. And first, they needed to get control of us. And to do that, they're faking uh, being a deity this whole time. They're telepathically communicating to us through churches and acting like this deity who's, who's giving commands to Earth. They've been known as all kinds of stuff, like the jinn. In, in yeah. the, uh, you know, the were known in the um, Arabian Nights to, to get people to try to betray their own villages for great rewards and stuff. Yes. These guys keep appearing like that. Even the Joan of Arc story follows those trends. Though I don't know if she actually spoke to spirits. I think she spoke to real people. But anyway, the point is that um, leading up to the, uh, the 19th century, the 20th century, actually, you see a bunch of weird cults, um, you know, worshiping, you know, unknown deities, making weird predictions like, the the Watchtower Society who created the uh, the um, Jehovah's Witnesses, you know, like what are they what are they witnessing? You know, well there there was a prediction that God would appear at some point in the early 20th century, and a lot of people in the Jehovah's Witness Society took World War One to be that that um, prediction. Back in the year 1666, the the uh, London city of London burnt completely. Um, it changed London forever. They they implemented usury and birth controls and shit like that. Um, but th there was a prediction for a long time that something would happen on the year 666 on September 6th. And it did. And London burned down. A lot of people were convinced that that was another sign of God. So you see that people, they make these predictions. Deep State makes these predictions. They tell people about it. And then not really, they don't really come true, but some form of it comes true. A lot of people die and the, the survivors have no choice. They're converted or killed into this new version, this new religion, 20th century after World War One, 
we saw a great influx of Catholicism. In World War II, we saw people, you know, uh, lose faith in Catholicism. So, that, that, you know, <clears throat> not to not to get too far off the point, but basically, I do believe that the the place where we find people um, trying to speak to us and, and give us commands and so forth, you don't have to look any further than Mars. And they basically um, another example of how this is working is CERN. Uh, CERN is yes. the most expensive, most powerful project ever built on Earth. Yes. Nobody knows what it does. Nobody. It's a massive Ouija board, I tell everybody. So, yeah, maybe. Um, so, so one thing it does is creates a, a, gener a, a massive amount of energy at one point in the center. So this is a quantum entanglement. If it creates that much energy in that point, that energy has to flow to another point. Yes. The closest point is going to be Mars when it's in opposition. You're going to find another CERN up there. There's actually pictures of it on the surface if you are willing to believe those sites. Um, they turn theirs on, we turn ours on, and you can walk between the planets. They could do this in ancient times too, between the pyramids, only because the collinear configuration had a natural flow of energy between the planets, the natural quantum entanglement that they took advantage of. The boat of Ra is an example. The Ark of the Covenant is another example. Yes. Um, the Ark of the Covenant has been described as something that a god had appeared in, you know, like a virtual head appeared and is like, I'm you know, giving people instructions, you know, build me an army or some shit like that. Yeah. Um, so yeah, this is communication devices in ancient times. They don't have to look any further than Mars. Just humans on Mars. They've always been there. And yeah, they basically need to control Earth to, you know, to get resources. One thing about the gin, which we were talking a little bit about simulation theory earlier, was is the the in Islam, they told uh the people that they had to memorize the Quran. Yeah. Because the jinn could come in and change physical things, but they couldn't change your memory. Right? <clears throat> right. Good point. Yes. Yeah. So so this is where like the mandala effect comes into uh freaking play, right? right? Like and if I I assume you probably dove down a lot of the mandala effects. When you really dive down like and like I was like holy fuck I remember it this way. And, and I know that I remember it that way. Like so many of those Mandela effects, I was like, and, but now it's, it's different. Right. So they could literally, these spirits could literally change. Look at like physical matter itself. When you get under a telescope and you zoom into a certain point, doesn't it just turn into like empty space? Cracks and you can't, they can't rely on light anymore. But uh, let me speak but, to Mandela effect a bit. Here, go ahead. Um, yeah, I think uh, the main problem with Mandela effect is that there's a deep flaw in the theory. It's kind of staring us in the face, and that's that most of the people that are that are kind of impressed by the theory, it's because they remember Mandela dying and they remember all the videos of funerals. Um, so if there really was an effect, then I think they wouldn't. You know that that's what would be changed. Otherwise, all they're saying really all the theory is really saying is that somebody changed the media you know the, the media and that is really really easy to do it's really easy to do you know i mean the media is all heavily controlled in the first place it's all in the vaults you know they're constantly destroying it like the original star wars we thought it was destroyed and it wasn't and it was uh, you know this they, they, they have the hollywood and so forth british media they're in a position to completely alter history as we know it the british they've con they've collected artifacts from all over the world so they're in charge of the memory of China. They're the ones saying that China has 4,000 years of, of warfare. You know, no, they don't. 
The Chinese believe that because they're trusting the British, their enemies. Yeah, they shouldn't trust them so much. The same thing is true about the Vatican. The Vatican is a source of our modern Scaligerian history, a source of Newtonian physics. You know, Newton came from the Vatican, the source of... Uh, of yeah, a, lot of, a lot of the science community, a lot of these people, these atheists that think that they're you know, they're fighting some noble right, atheist yeah. cause. They don't realize all of their fucking heroes came from the Vatican. Vatican, right. The biggest one to me is uh, Emmanuel Swedenborg. He uh, is the guy who came up with the nebular theory, the accretion theory, the whole idea of the billions of years universe. He came the up with the Big, Big Bang. Bang. Yeah, the, the, the that was a Swedish mystic. Yeah. That was, that was no atheist. That guy believed in God. He wrote books about it. He said one of the books was titled Why Jesus Appeared on Earth and None of the Other Planets. That's one of those books. So, you know, that's where all that stuff comes from. NASA stuff comes from the church. Yes. So all I say to those people is, why do you trust the church so much? You know, yes. at least assume that they're in a position to rewrite history and, and sort of cause endless Mandela effects upon us. Well, what's funny is, is uh, like when the, the, the libtards, they fucking go hard on me about the vaccine. I'm like, oh, well, I don't trust Trump's vaccine. I'm glad that you do. Uh, so uh, you must be a real avid Trump supporter, huh? And then they just get so offended. It's so funny. Dude, that's yeah, Trump's vaccine. I was like, oh, well, he approved it. That's his vaccine. Warp speed. He's still bragging about it now, you know? Like, and they, they always get so pissed off. Right. About that, what the zombie apocalypse? What's that? You want, to, you want to cover this? Oops, that was what I was referring to. Oh yeah, dude. Let, let's let, that what you were talking about on my my Instagram. Yeah. So um, guys, the, the, uh, the, let me just lay it out. So guys, I don't remember what the post was, but um, was it on the on the the animals circling? Was that you? What the one that you commented on? Has that flat? Yes. Yeah. And, and so, uh, he commented on this post that I did on Instagram and I was just like, okay, I could talk to this dude and fucking we can get weird. So let's do it. Right. So between the towers and zombies, you know, we see it in the movies, that movie says it, uh, we see it with sheep and they're not even zombies yet. They're just really sensitive. So what, yeah. what is the deal with those towers? Well, they're very energetic. They can put out an extreme amount of amplitude and low voltage that flows through the air and hits all of us like right in the head goes through yes. our bodies. It's really dangerous stuff. It's kind of a weapon. And recently with the 5G deployment, a lot of people realized that and they sort of started passing laws at the local level, like in Arizona. I saw a law that tried to limit the amount of energy that could be passed into the 5G towers so that they can't actually be weaponized. And uh, the uh, Trump administration, there was this uh, bill signed, um, the Clean Network Act. They made sure that no foreign actors could ever control those 5G towers because if they did, then boom, one day China just switches them all on to maximum and we're all dead. So yeah. this all came out recently. Microwave technology. Microwave technology. Um, you know, it's um, the, the, the uh, so the question is, what was what the plan here? They're not going to kill us all. That's not a good plan. Um, and I've been going back and forth with, with my conspiracy buddies for a couple of years, for two years now, on what the hell these vaccines, what the real purpose is, because they're not really killing everyone and they're not really causing, say, the mass infertility and all that shit yet. Not not yet. They're not. Um, we're seeing that. Well, I on think a small some scale. of them were, were placebos. I think some of them were like right, yeah, totally. minimum strength and others were like maximum strength. I yeah, don't think all of them were, were equal. Right. I also think a lot of them uh 
were injected past their expiration date or they hit yep. so called bad know, they're supposed to be kept cold and yep, and some too. of the technology in it you know didn't work there was a lot of profiteering a lot of stuff that shouldn't have happened um <clears throat> but we're not seeing the mass you know genocide that some people said would happen um here's what i think happens after going through this a lot there is a connection between the 5g towers and the vaccines and th that connection is graphene oxide Yes. Graphene oxide is found in many of the vaccines, but it's denied by the mainstream media. Utterly, utterly denied. Yes. They say everything else about the vax, like they might have bad batches and even have medical uh, contamination, but they're unwilling to say that they have a good, strong dose of this black liquid chemical. So what is it? Well, if you watch a video of graphene oxide in water under an electromagnetic field, you'll see it sort of dance. It just bursts into motion. And yes. uh, it's, it's called Black Goo. It appears in the recent Alien trilogy, um, and inexplicably, too. And you see in the movie, you see the guy gets injected by the Black Goo, and he turns into a zombie. Um, so these movies, they, these, they're constantly, constantly telling us about this stuff in a way that's, that's described as fiction, science fiction. Yes. So we're, we're supposed to not believe that's true. But they've hit us so much with the zombie thing lately. In fact, I would say that after 2014... They massively ramped up on the amount of movies and TV shows related to zombies. They yes. got deep, deep in there with, you know, say, Walking Dead. And, and and they started saying things I've never seen before. Like the first scene of Walking Dead, the guy's like, I'm so sorry this happened to you. Like they really, really thought this out or hell. They might have even been influenced by seeing this shit happen other places. So where could this place, where could this have happened before? Well, it probably happened throughout history, you know, like in the Dark Ages and shit. We see sure. that. We see uh, references in religion, like the D-Book in Judaism, that's referenced in the Serious Man movie in the first scene, for absolutely no reason. In uh, Russia, these uh, these Jews in the winter basically have this guy appear in his house who is a zombie, and they call him a dibuk. In modern times, people look at the word COVID and they say backwards, it's the word divuk again. It's this connection between, um, uh, the, meaning um, revival of the dead, essentially. And so, so where could this stuff happen? Did zombies ever really happen in history, or is it really just fiction? Well, um, I found a video that appears to be a Russian video of a helicopter feed of military ops in a helicopter looking through an infrared scope at a guy on the ground firing a machine gun at what appears to be humans that are acting very much like zombies, but they don't act like zombies in movies. In the movies, they're slow and stupid. They, um, they're usually kind of weak, not very strong. They... Um, they, they the essence of what they are is hidden in the movie. In, whoa, there's some noise there. In, in, the, in the real feeds, these zombies appear to be energetic. And what I mean by energetic, I mean that as soon as that they touch a normal human, they essentially tear that human apart. They don't even have to pull very hard. Something about their body is set and stuck in negative mode compared to our bodies positive mode. That's some more noise there. Um, this video is so convincing to me that I, I believe it was real because I don't, I don't think it could be fake. And uh, I start. Well, I got an echo there. Do you hear an echo? Um, do you hear an echo from me? Hello? I'm sorry, guys. Uh, are you there? No, I don't. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm here. Oh, I'm back. Okay. So, back to the video. Um, 
watching this video, I understood what we're really dealing with here. The zombies are a very temporary energetic state that humans get when their bodies are fully charged with a negative dose of energy. We, we live in a positively charged environment here on Earth. Yeah. The sun provides. And yeah. if you die, your body essentially, the body's running electricity. Since 1920s, it's forbidden to teach in school, but it's true. The body runs electricity. And essentially, if, uh, if you were to reverse the charge of the cells in your body from positive to negative, from donor to donor, yeah, you can essentially still be reanimated as long as it receives energy from some other source it won't get through blood yeah. anymore you can't generate blood anymore if you can eat blood from another creature you can get energy from that but specifically the zombies are getting their energy from the towers the 5g towers are powering them essentially and they're rotating around these towers because they're feeding them energy making them feel good and providing them with life uh, this energy is the only kind of energy that they can take they can't take normal energy like you and me they can't go out into the sunlight because sunlight will completely destroy their cells. It will give them the opposite energy that they need, the donor energy, and they will essentially fall apart and die. Because, because, now, because now they rely on a negative charge. You got it, exactly. So the vaccines are the way to reanimate the dead. The, the graphene oxide, once it's in the blood, reacts to the towers. And once the person dies for any reason, it could just be natural causes, the 5G towers have the ability to bring them back. Um, now, what what is the plan? The plan isn't to depopulate everyone at once. That's too obvious, and that, that gives the plan away. The plan is to get past all of this without us knowing who did it, without knowing why it happened. And if you want a perfect example, illustration of the plan, watch the movie Children of Men. It came out in 2006, and the date and the setting for Children of Men is 2027. The world experiences a phenomenon nobody can give birth in, but nobody knows why. In the movie, they don't trace it back to a vaccine. Absolutely not. They just don't know why. So here we go in real life. We're not there yet. We're not to 2027 yet. But almost everyone took this vaccine. So if everyone, if everyone did, then by then, using these towers, they're in a position to fully control us. They can prevent us from having babies. They can, they can abort our babies at 3 a.m. in the middle of the night. Um, and they can um, essentially control our lifespan. They can say, you know, you're seven years old, so I'm gonna hit you with all this negative energy for a week, and you're gonna die. Well, I, I I've known a couple of girls that that got vaccinated, and their babies miscarried. Right, it does happen. Yes, there's a lot of metal in them. The metal is really bad for for uh, pregnancies. Um, so uh, another um, movie. Let me try to remember now. Uh, Goddamn, what was it? I was just about to mention the movie that already illustrated this. <sighs> Oh well. Any questions so far? <laughs> no, no. Um, and 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 the reason why, like the whole reanimation thing, like we've seen that on um, videos of like fish and, and meat and and yes. other things being reanimated, they are clearly fucking dead. Yes. Yes. Exactly. That's right? what I'm about. The internal organs have been taken out, and these things are still swimming. They're moving. They're yeah. growing. Yeah, exactly. So that this uh, oxide basically provides them with the ability to keep on living without, without um, eating because they can't generate their own blood anymore. But they have to be within the fields. Oh yeah, the, uh, the game that demonstrates this is Half-Life Two. In the game Half-Life Two, none of the humans can give birth anymore, and they say it's because of a suppressive field put out by the combine. 
So that's the plan. That game represents the future of Earth, what they're planning to do to Earth. They're even showing how they're going to steal water and bring it to Mars. And in that game, nobody knows why they can't give birth. They only know that the suppressive field is the cause of it. But I'm telling you that the suppressive field isn't enough. The towers aren't enough. You also have to have the vaccine. It has to. Yes. Are you there? Ari. Well, guys, we just keep keep losing him. And I apologize for that. But uh, hopefully... Ari, I lost you when you said um, you, you, the, the towers aren't enough. You also need the vaccine. You there? Okay, so basically, um, the comment that he left on my uh, page was about how in Florida, the, the guy that turned into his, what they, you know, they had to shoot him three times. He was eating, a homeless guy, he was eating another homeless guy's face off and they blamed it on bath salts. But what um, the rumor is, is that that was actually a beta test for the vaccines and Yo. Yeah. So, um, but I couldn't respond. <laughs> yeah, I know. I couldn't hear you. Um, I, I was, I was uh, on the last recording. I was telling people. I was saying when um, you we broke up that um, basically um, the beta the test, whole, right? Yeah, I heard that rumor too. The whole, um, yeah, the beta test for the um, the vaccines was these people on bath salts eating people's faces off. That that this wasn't bath salts. It was actually five G with this um this graphene oxide being tested on these people yep yep that's the theory it fits yeah now part of that of course test was to suppress it you know to make people believe that was something else so that's why bath salts and everyone laughs about it and the comedians go nuts about it and by the time you you're out there in the street trying to explain this to anyone all they can think of is the last comedian joke that they heard yeah like ha ha bath salts ha 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 i'm gonna eat your face off ha ha so that was part of the test you know how well they can suppress us and, and feed this to us and it was in florida should, should really tell you that yeah is, is their target you know yeah their other targets was uh san diego they appeared on the jade helm map in 2014 jade helm was definitely real that was a real invasion that was a, our military attack in our states and after those locations were attacked no more news comes out of that area what, know, yeah, what is scary. what was jane helm well and because because a lot of people don't realize coronado island in san diego is like is like massive like navy seal naval base yep so what was yeah. it what was that event you were just talking about right now uh yeah jade helm um it was a 2014 i believe uh army exercise jade and um jade helm 15 2015 right and it was held in various locations especially texas throughout texas in san diego throughout utah and um these areas were described as hostile and everyone was like, what do you mean hostile? You know, like a military is describing these, these states as hostile. They got really frustrated. And people started monitoring the, the uh, exercises. And uh, some people like like uh, Ted Cruz, uh, people were wondering if uh, at first he was, you know, because he was announced that he's going to monitor the exercises. He, he was concerned that there was some kind of invasion occurring. Later on, Ted Cruz came out and said, don't worry, guys. 
all's clear. We didn't find anything. It's okay. And people are starting to really wonder if Ted Cruz had been turned. A lot of people think so. I think so because I was a big fan oh, of yes. him up until that point. That that's just part of it. You know, they just they force you know these people back on after about a month or so to to then say everything's all clear. So Jade, Jade Helm basically um, was suppressed, and the media said it wasn't a real invasion. It was just a uh, training exercise. But it, the invasion went on for a while into Northern California and Oregon. There's a bunch of standoffs in the national parks. And every time these things happen, oh yeah, like, like between like the 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 park rangers and like right. the mafia and shit. Yeah, and every time these things happened, there was like a mini war going on between our government and our people, and it was just suppressed by the media and turned into something else entirely, to the point that they ruined the fake entire footage of people having shootouts and shit on the street, and it was like, well, look at all these cowboys, who they think they are, and and it worked. It totally worked. It made people not support the cause and think it was something else. So we've been like literally at war with our government this whole time. And we're losing, essentially. That's what our military finally realized in 2012 and 14 was that they were attacking us, and that's not a joke, and that they have to start defending us soon. So this Florida exercise, you're right, that was part of it. It's just um, when they finally pull the trigger on all these, you know, these plans, you know, they, they can't look like the federal government attacking the states. It has to look like a natural phenomenon, like a hurricane, earthquake, zombie yeah. apocalypse. And the funniest thing about the zombie apocalypse is that a lot of people think that it's fiction because they're, you know, like 30 years older or younger or older. But if you're under 30, none of the media that's come out recently makes it seem like it's fiction at all. It makes it seem really real. Like, for example, yeah. the, the CDC's announcement. Like, they yes. just went and said, zombie preparedness, and here's what you should do. If Amazon kid, did, too. Yeah, I know. If I was a kid or an employee growing up right now, or you're a federal government uh, employee, I would take that seriously. I would not even think it's a joke. Yeah, and me so, neither. But, Right. And so by the time this apocalypse happens, um, by the time they pull off all these things, we're definitely not going to be blaming the federal government for causing it anymore. We won't know how they did it. And all these movies will be laughing at us, pointing all the way back to the you know, 1940s, you know, the Night of the Living Dead and so forth movies. And they'll be saying that we were well aware of the threat this whole time, that we, we knew that it was coming as a result of what they're going to tell us, you know, COVID, monkeypox, et cetera, that we were told to put the masks on we were told to vaccinate and that we just didn't. And that's the reason why the apocalypse happens. That, and nobody looking at any of these movies or any of this history will be able to say it was a government conspiracy. It won't look like one. So what, what I think is, is that, yes, there's going to be a portion of society that will believe that because like very rarely, but every once in a while, I still argue with like somebody who is just total fucking npc i'm just like <laughs> just right. to see like how fucking brainwashed is this dipshit i'm like like this dude the other day he was like just going off all the cnn talking points from 2021 i was like hello look i get it you're trying to protect the decisions the piss poor decisions you made in your life and you're now ignoring mainstream news that's coming out in almost 2023 and you're stuck in this 2021 timeline narrative it's protecting your decision to get vaccinated and your family and your friends, but uh, you're ignoring actual news that's out there now. And it's uh, open for you to see. And you're, you're defending your position of ignorance uh, so that you don't have to face these side effects, these decks, these, these, these videos of, of uh, and newspaper articles of thousands of athletes dying on the field all over the world of, yep. of, of um, 
gain of function research, which is absolutely true, which is exactly what the hell happened. Um, And all this other information that's now mainstream news. You're not even looking into it because you're stranded in some 2021 timeline. And is it because you have too much pride? Is it because you have too much fear? Are you just that fucking stupid? Which one is it? Because all three of them are bad uh, timelines to be in. So which one is it? And, it's, you know, of course really, they don't ever answer. Right. It's because this, this thought you just gave me is so exhausting and overwhelming that they're going to seek a path of least resistance, which is going to be some article coming out the next day. Because, you know, they're listening to us all day and they're, they're giving us articles that they think we need to hear. And the article is going to say exactly, exactly whatever to split whatever you just said in half. And they're going to take that article the next day and they're going to calm down. They're going to, oh, explanation yeah. every time, no matter what you say, yeah. I, I, I could even come up and you could even come up with some lie that splits it in half and pushes them right back on the, you know, on the, on the mainstream bus. So what do you think the next, uh, if you think, um, what do you think the next, uh, big, uh, hoax will be? Or do you think, because I, what I'm seeing is like, China is now getting pissed off at their government. We got, you know, countries all over South America that are from the top of Alaska down to the bottom of South America. America is the most corrupt nation (laughs) on the on the on the on the earth. Um, But we've got people protesting all over the world now. And I just find it really hard to believe because what I think about Americans in general, specifically traveling across this country is. A lot of people are fucking away. Yes. Democrats and oh, yeah. Republicans. And a lot of Democrats don't realize they're actually modern day Republicans. Be- be- because they, they actually, they, and those Democrats are the ones that actually care about people. The other Democrats are complete and total narcissists, narcissists, sociopaths, or they have mental illnesses, or they just don't give a shit and they're involved in some popularity contest, right? Yeah. But- there is a very tiny percentage of the Democratic Party that, that generally cares about humanity, and they're still stranded in this Obama era, you know, I, I care about my fellow man shit, and they don't realize they're actually modern-day conservatives. Even though I have my problems with the conservatives, too, sp- specifically, you know, religious, uh, you know, extremism and all that bullshit. Um, but uh, what do you think the next false flag will be? Well, I've been hearing an interesting one for a long time, a false flag alien invasion. Yeah. And I've, always thought, and I've always thought, you know, no way. I'm not going to be able to do that. If they put giant lights in the sky, we're all just going to look closely at them and be like, those are lights. If they bring out the UFOs, we're just going to start talking about suppressed anti-gravity technology. Yeah, Germany. All over the place. You know, like every jumbo jet you've ever flown has this suppressed anti-gravity tech in it. And, and yeah, so G- that, that doesn't work. They have to do something that would work. So what would be the purpose of a false flag alien invasion? Well, there, there isn't really much purpose to one aside f- to give a counter narrative to whatever they're seeing happen. Like, yeah. for example, like you said, the Republicans are going to take over in, in two years. So when that happens, the Democrats are going to be receiving another narrative, something that says something like Jan 6, something that puts them on the defensive as the victims of oppression. Yes. Blah, blah. And so they love might, to play the victim. Right. Yeah, totally. And if it's if it's not going to work this time because they victimized Republicans to such a degree then the narrative is going to be something we really don't expect. And I can, I can see the alien invasion actually factoring into that. Now, why would it, why would they, how would they be able to pull it off? 
Well, there's only one way, period. There's only one way to fake an alien invasion. And that is if you got people all vaccinated up and you can control basically what they're seeing with these towers. It all comes back to that. Now, the, oh, yeah. now, now you got this stuff in your blood and the towers send the right signal. You can see the image, just like they showed back to well, the future. I was just about to tell you. I was just about to tell you right now. The world is a motherboard, virtual reality, gigantic dome, massive simulation. Another operating system injected into this uh, massive computer. Well, I guess you could say you biological and I, computer. Right. I guess you could say you and I have already been subjected to this, and we're inside a simulated reality that we're not aware of. But the purpose is that you can eventually wake up from all of it. Even the Democrats and liberals can. They just don't yes. want to. They're too afraid of it. So yes. right, right now, I don't think you and I are in any simulated reality. But I do believe that people are vaccinated are entering a very simulated reality. And by simulated, I mean not just can, can they control our lifespan, but there is positive benefits to this vaccine. They can do stuff that, are, that, that they couldn't do before. They can heal you. You got a flu. You go in. They, they press a button, and your flu is gone. That's the kind of shit that these vaccines can do. Um, why? Oh, yeah, I've heard I, about this. Yeah, how do I know this? Well, the oxide isn't really all that different from, say, gold or silver. It's just the the poor man version. It's the it's the un um, well, yeah, it's the poor man version. So the the rich people, well, they like to put gold and silver in their blood, and yes. there is a um, there is a a um, process that you can have that's being talked about in the public now in the public sphere that's going to be available to us soon where we can all start injecting this stuff in our blood. And the promise is this gold and silver stuff is so prominent, so powerful that it can do stuff like replace our need to breathe, our need to breathe at all, you know, where we can just stop breathing. Our heart can stop beating. And as long as we receive enough energy through the metal, our bodies keep going and we, we feel completely normal. Like sort Oramis of, or colloidal silver or something. Yeah, you got it. There's, there's more advanced compounds that they figured out. Which is yeah. why I get back to the graphene oxide. That's one of the most effective, but it's not something you want. It's like really has a bunch of side it's effects and shit. Pe yeah, it's peasant. It's pe they, they always do peasant technology yes. on it. Peasant technology, you got and it. And then you look at why would they do that? People are like, well, why would they do that? Da, da, da. It's like, <laughs> because you idiots think like peasants. You guys don't. You guys are too worried about making 500 to 1,000 bucks a week. So you're not thinking about what a guy that makes 10 million to. Uh, a billion a week thinks you don't think yeah. like that you think like a fucking peasant so you get treated like a fucking peasant right absolutely um yeah so the vaccine thing is going to be confusing for a while because as most of us have been railing against it there's going to be some periods where people promote it and say it was a good thing even though it was an experiment and they're, they're gonna we're gonna see that actually our entire generation of last the uh, last 20 years has been prepared for this we see it in video games like uh metroid fusion you know samus gets a vaccine right at the beginning we see yeah. in movies like the uh, yeah. like the um, uh, Starship Troopers series, um, where in the fourth one, like the first line is, "I got my vexes and I got enhanced and I'm ready for action." The, these kids growing up today, they're only going to think these vaccines are good for them because that's all they've been told. So yeah, well, and they've been never... getting fucking like a hundred vaccines since they were small. I, dude, yes. I had two or three vaccines my entire life. Yeah, only got a few. And, and the the Amish and Mennonites don't have any. Oh, they, yeah, they don't get blood transfusions either. And they're flourishing. Yes, the homeless community, the homeless community during COVID, oh, those motherfuckers, like they were like the only community that didn't get sick. It's absolutely true. They got routed though. I, I watched them kind of get uh, routed to Central Phoenix 
while I was living there. And then yeah, in like the period of two weeks, I saw all of their camps, high condensation of camps, just get totally removed and replaced by these barbed wire fences. So they were all moved somewhere else and they never came back. They were totally yeah. replaced. They were replaced by a massive influx of new, you know, uh, evictees and so forth. Well, they're moving a lot of like the city homeless to small town areas. They're kind of like how they're doing it with the um, the the border migrants, right, or whatever, or, yep. or or as I refer to it, the victims of our government and the the cartels. Yep. Um, they're this they're helps. shipping them to smaller areas. Right. These used to be WalMarts and stuff converted into FEMA camps. They're all over the country, and yes. these are helping them steal elections because it's really hard to tell who lives where right now. Yes. It is effed up. So but, let me ask you this yeah. before before we end this call. Yeah. yeah. When, when it, number one, when is your birthday? Uh, October 15th. Are you a Libra? Yes. Um, and I got one more question. And I really appreciate you coming on. Yeah. This has been a great fucking conversation. Yeah, like time. I said to everybody, oh, I'm sorry that we, we cut out a couple times. But you other than that. those cutouts, it was fucking epic. Um, and I want to have you on again eventually. Oh, totally. If, 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 but uh, if you could be any animal, what would it be? Um, well, my name's Ari. That's lion. So I've been called lion my whole life. I don't mind lion. That's a pretty wise animal. Okay. And if you couldn't be a lion, then what? Huh. That's a hard question. I don't know. Lemur. <laughs> and if you couldn't be a lemur, then what? Pretty intelligent. Um. Whale. All right. Huge whale. So the world sees you as a lion. You see yourself as a lemur, but what you really are is a whale. <laughs> nice. Yeah. So go look up the spiritual definitions of that. And uh, if we, uh, and let me know what you think on uh, Instagram. And I'll, I'll try and, uh, I'm going to try and send you some uh, links to like archaics as well as um, some podcasts that I think you might find at least entertaining. Oh, yeah, um, and, and there's, because even in a lot of these podcasts, there's a lot of absolute true information in them, whether or right. not the simulation theory is real or not. Again, I'm open to it, but it's really bizarre because these guys bring in such heavy info and it's like you and me are clearly people that decipher a lot of information right so when you like it's listening to these guys you're like okay well maybe i don't agree with this guy but this motherfucker is intelligent as fuck and you're, you're absolutely right because yeah he's it, interesting I've, as shit yeah i've got a lot of my info from controlled opposition just straight up because sometimes they're the only ones that are saying it you know yeah that's true too that's like, true mud too. Flood, like the whole mud flood topic is completely controlled opposition but they have all the pictures so i mean that's where i get my pictures from yes you, that, that's great that's great I don't know about John Levi. Everybody was talking shit about him. And I'm like, I don't know, man. He could be controlled opposition. I don't know, but I don't think so. Sure. Is it possible? It's like there's there's even people in the podcast community that I have some issues with. But even them, I'm like, could they be? Yeah, it's possible they could be controlled opposition. But I don't think so. I just don't think that I think that I just have a problem with this person because they did me dirty. Mm -hmm. Um but I'm not going to jump on board with this bandwagon and say, yes, this person is definitively controlled opposition. Certain people you can look at and be like, yes, it's very possible that this individual is controlled op opposition. Well, I'll tell you what, because um, I've been dealing with this a lot. And what I found is that they're not going to be agents at all, but they are going to be doing something 
that's waylaying you and the audience who's listening. Uh, one guy that keeps uh, finding his way into the my invites. Uh, I noticed his pattern over three episodes. He basically, every time I say something that might be surprising or shocking to anyone, he has to cut me off and then say, and that could totally prove simulation theory. Like every time I said anything, he said that. And he does um, his own show and he does advertising. So uh, what I've noticed is that the people who do advertising, they seem to have these weird quirks. They'll do weird things like that. It's like in order for them huh. to stay stay on the, within, you know, the, uh, the network. No, to, yeah. to, to stay uh, monetized, you know, in, in order to not lose the monetization, like so many of us have, they basically are doing something right. Who knows what the hell it is? Maybe they don't even know what it is, but, but by doing that right thing for the establishment, yes. they are getting money and they're promoted, that kind of thing. I've noticed that they don't have to be agents of any kind to do that, but it's a trend. Well, so, something that um, that guy... And hey, Jason Bashirs could be an agent too. I, mm -hmm. I don't fucking know. I know the guy did 26 years in, in, in prison. Damn. And, and uh, I spent uh, close to seven and a half years of my life in prison in, in Los Angeles. Um, and some of the most epic people I, I've met are like ex-cons and ex-gang members and ex-military. And it's because, you know, most of them went through hell and they right. decided, oh, shit. I actually have a conscience and I see what this is doing to the earth and I have to change who the right. fuck I am because I'm just going to be another piece of shit like this individual right here and not, you know. And uh, so a lot of what this guy says is very fascinating. And even the whole simulation thing, I'm like, I I'm not saying that that's what it is because I had a huge aversion to it in the beginning. I was like, this right. bullshit, like that's just a way of taking man away from God and, and you know, and the, you know, the, the earth and the creator and, Maybe it is a biological simulation, but I don't know. And the longer I've been listening to it, I was like, that doesn't mean that there's no spirituality in it. That just means we are now witnessing because like, like uh, this guy made this point. He's like, ask the, the, um, the pilots in the Navy and the air force, if the simulations were useless and they were meaningless and they'll all tell you, no, they, they, they helped them learn how to fly planes. So, um, and I've said multiple times, the way I see this dimension that we're in right now is I see it as a spiritual filtration system where they are dispilling, they are distilling the finest of spirits uh, to um, be upgraded into a, uh, the next lifetime or the next dimension to uh, of, of better, you know, people with a higher state of consciousness and spiritual awareness, if that makes sense. Right. It does. It's like the battleground planet. You don't have to come here necessarily, but if you do come here, you're going to have some kind of uh, evolution, spiritual Yeah, evolution. we, we got to get through the Thunderdome to get to, you know, Eden or whatever, yeah. you know? Yeah, and this is true about everyone on Earth, even all the millions in Africa and so forth. You know, whatever you're experiencing here is going to be very different from other planets. It's going to teach you all about, like, pain and misery. I don't think that's very common. In fact, I think in the future, we're going to have solved all of those things. There's not going to be pain anymore we're just gonna have you know eradicated yeah well hey Ari, dude i really appreciate you coming on and um i'm gonna send you some links and hopefully we can do this again bro absolutely it's been great it's been fun awesome we'll stay in touch all right see you around all right Bye. mind body spirit love healing truth we out